so this is something that I have I've always been aware of the existence of attention regulation which is it, it's not cast iron willpower it's more and it's very very allied to mindfulness so if you do the focused attention meditations which are at the heart of mindfulness what probably the most direct capacity cognitive capacity as they call them that you're affecting is attention regulation and like i said it, it's less about being able to stay completely focused on something so you know let's say i've got a complex report to produce or document to read or something like that it's all wonderful to be able to focus on it and tune out everything else it's actually more to do with being aware when your attention is wandering and now you get how mindfulness meditation comes into it so there are corollaries benefits pretty pretty direct benefits from improved attention regulation obviously there's improved concentration because let's say you choose to focus on an object and filter out distractions well you know sometimes you're going to succeed and sometimes you're not but if you notice that you're being distracted then you're able to bring your awareness back to your focus back to the object that you've selected and then it, there's actually reduced stress and anxiety and yet again it's about awareness so whatever your strategy is and it might not be a mindfulness strategy could be a distraction strategy could be CBT doesn't really make any difference whatever your strategy is you can apply it because you've become aware that your stress has grown you know, it could be breath work whatever could, you know maybe you go for a run because the problem with the autopilot is that we're not aware of our psychophysiological state we just don't know that we're, we're stressed when I was stressed super stressed back in the day I didn't know I was stressed now I get stressed I become aware that I'm stressed and I've got a whole raft of practices some of them are integrated which means that they're automatic others are let's say the stress is significant I might say to myself okay what I need to do is do some breathing practices or something like that because there's no way of avoiding stress in the modern world it it could be designed to create stress so there's benefits of attention regulation associated to stress and then there's self-awareness which is actually begins with interoception so interoception is the capacity to be able to be aware of and to interpret in a helpful way our physical responses and that could be everything from 
noticing if we're feeling tired, noticing if we're feeling stressed, noticing if there's an emotion bubbling under, and in being able to interpret that as, as what it is. And all of that takes time. And the time that we spend with focused awareness meditation where we're aware of the body, that time contributes to our interoception and to our self-awareness. Because it's awareness of the self as well in relationship to others, which is another thing. Uh, there's an increase in emotional regulation. There's studies that have found a correlation, so there's a link, when somebody has what's a high level of what's known as dispositional mindfulness, and that's identified by completing a questionnaire that, that tells the researchers, are you high in mindfulness or low in mindfulness? And then you look at emotional regulation, and you notice that those two things go hand in hand. And of course they do, because being able to regulate your emotions begins with being aware that they're in progress, that you've been triggered or you're about to be triggered. Uh, it's a lot better to notice before you get triggered. But even then, you know, it's, uh, some people seem to just go from one tantrum or melodrama to another with seemingly no self-awareness in between it and all that's that's just an indication of the level of stress that they're experiencing doesn't mean they're bad people put any of us under enough stress and and probably will respond like that at a certain level uh, so that when they discovered this correlation between mindfulness and emotional regulation what they did is they took these folks and put them in an MRI scanner and they discovered, lo and behold, that the people with higher levels of mindfulness, there's greater neural activity in regions associated with emotional regulation. So they, you're asked to describe some difficult emotion or some of any sort emotion um, experiences and they're monitoring your brain and lo and behold there's an area of the brain that's associated with re regulating emotions and the mindfulness folks have more activity in that part of their brain so it's actually an innate thing it doesn't i mean who knows this quite possibly some of these people will never have meditated this is about mindfulness rather than meditation. And then there's a thing called enhanced cognitive flexibility. Uh, there, there have been a number of studies in this area. We tend to think in boxes. I mean, largely that's how we communicate. Language is a box, for example. Language, what's culturally accepted, acceptable and accepted. And, and so what happens is we have a tendency to think in a box. You've heard of the 
concept thinking outside the box well what happens is with this in this particular study uh, they did four day mindfulness meditation training and that resulted in improved cognitive flexibility so the the capacity to think differently which is so important when we're trying to find a solution to something if we limit the potential number of solutions we're not able to allow our mind to come up with a solution then we're stuck uh, and that's not helpful uh, there's also there's, there's another one of my favorite studies that supports this which was a study into a thing called sunk cost bias which is a perfect example of thinking inside a box and what sunk cost bias is is we tend to be biased towards things that we've invested a lot of time and people that we've invested a lot of time and money and emotion and effort in uh, because we don't want to lose the benefit of that uh, but what that, mean, that, that, that means that we've then biased so a typical example that's used which is why it refers to sunk costs it's a it's an economic choice that people tend to favor an investment that they already have then we're not really very good at looking at it objectively yeah, so let's see let's say you've got a significant investment in XYZ company and you you've got some money and you don't know whether to invest it in that company or not you're not going to make an objective choice if you've already got an investment in it you'll favor it that's a thing called sunk cost bias 15 minute meditation practice changes that appreciably which is mind-boggling so these are just some examples of how attention regulation benefits us so this is like I say I think this is probably the the first uh, clear benefit that new meditators gain from practicing focused attention meditation so if you remember we're going through the period where I use sound and the breath to transition into a meditation and the way to do that it's pretty it's actually possible to to switch the awareness switch on to move from the roller coaster autopilot and move into the present moment awareness state as a single process I know that I tend to slice it up 
for example, I might start with focusing on sound, for example. Or I might begin with focusing on the breath or whatever it might happen to be. But there's a transition which in, to me includes the breath. What I tend to do is to breathe in fully and then release a single breath over time. So I'm extending the breath. And I'm doing that to effect the transition from the busy mind, repetitive mind state. to an awareness of the body, the breath, and sound. So, a full in-breath without deeply filling your lungs as if you're going to dive into water. Noticing the movement of the belly. So you're filling the lungs by filling the belly with air. And then with the eyes closed, transition to a long relaxed out breath. And one of the ways of connecting is to actually begin the meditation by get connecting to the space around the body. This is the space that's directly around the body, one or two hands widths away from the body. Because that brings with it an awareness of the breath. And remember what we're doing, we're allowing ourselves to feel the space around us. It's a strange quirk of awareness that sometimes to be aware of the space around us it's easier to describe it as extending our sense of touch into the space around us
and this slows down time and lets in sound. so we can stay with this experience of the awareness of the body through the awareness of the space around the body And it's also possible to effect gentle relaxation through this. The soft cocoon-like awareness of the space around the body almost creates the sense that that space is touching the body.
and that wherever it's in contact with us, There's a very gentle, incremental release of tension. still with everything slowed down to the speed at which sound and the breath move through time. This can soon become a relaxed basking experience. We're basking in the sense of space around us.
we're aware of this space around us. And we're noticing these things passing through it. Sound. Thought. Feelings. Images. Scenarios. Memories. Language. My words. Noticing the rising and falling of the breath, also moving through time.
what we're doing is maintaining a gentle awareness of the passage of all phenomena through time. can maintain this mindful awareness and then let into our awareness the sensation of the air entering and leaving the nostrils. tension arises in the body, release it on the out-breath. Regulate your posture. Maintain the primary focus on the very, very gentle sensation of the breath in the nostrils.
cool in breath, warm out breath. So any time you can back out to the space around the body. It's a gentle transition back to an awareness of the space around the body and then that becomes the primary focus. The breath becomes the background focus. There's a gentle, soft focus on the present moment. It becomes very, very easy to then transition back to an awareness of your surroundings. Without having to let go of the sensation, the connection. And keep it there for a while. which is one of the advantages of not using the bell in a meditation. The 
experience before the meditation transitions very gently and softly into the meditation. And then a lot of the sensory connection, calmness, awareness of the passage of time stays in the experience after the meditation. We don't need to click on meditating, I'm not meditating. All becomes one. Okay. So that that was a rigorous mental training exercise uh, to build attention regulation, which I hope you found useful and interesting. <laughs>